departure guard. Alright, welcome to Torture Garden. I'm Scott. I'm Jimmy. And today we are, actually we were recording two episodes today, and the two albums we're talking about uh, are relatively different. <laughs> they, they don't... A, a, a little. They don't, just, they, they don't just have, a smidge. They don't have all that much in common. Um, so... D- d- despite being released on almost the same day yeah which is which is is weird to think that these albums came out the same year but i guess that's that's the beauty of of having multiple genres um in and if you haven't um caught what we've been doing you know i I, you know check out our aretha franklin episode um but just as a quick recap this this year we're going to try to do um you know big anniversary albums you know albums that are at least 10 15 years old uh in the, the two albums that we started off the series with one being Aretha Franklin Lady Soul and this one which is uh Velvet Underground White Light White Heat uh actually turned 50 this year which is is crazy to think um mm. these albums have been around for like five decades uh like like these these albums are you know about as old as you know our parents which is is interesting yeah um to think uh but yeah if you couldn't catch the obvious and not that funny sarcasm in my voice uh this is nothing like aretha franklin um vela underground or an experimental uh, rock band in the late 60s uh they broke out with um what many consider um i mean in general it's a very divisive album at the time it was it was not you know, very critically acclaimed or well received, and performed that well commercially, uh, as their debut with uh, Nico. Uh, she was she was kind of an experimental folk vocalist uh, who they teamed up with for uh, you know self titled album. Uh, and then th- th- at the time they were you know working with Andy Warhol, and he um, you know did the cover and whatnot. Uh, it, it it was for the time you know art rock, proto pump, psychedelic rock. It kind of was very experimental for for what it was, and. Um, you know, by today's standards, it obviously is not ex- exceptionally uh, experimental, but it really did. You know, for... I'm, I'm I'm glad you said that. <laughs> it's, it, 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 it's I was I was going to say something. It's but... not. You know, you know, you know. Back in the late '60s, you could see how um, it kind of was the Radiohead of its day. I'd say. You know, we've used that example a lot, but you have um, yeah. you have. You know, people like like Zappa and, and you know Captain Beefheart were not around the same time who were doing stuff a lot more experimental. But in terms of like mainstream rock audiences, you know, this was very odd. You know, there's a lot of you know droning rock on here, some noisy stuff, just uh, sucking on ding dongs. Yeah, exactly. Some oh, really awesome. really odd lyric lyricism, which continued on the album we're going to talk about next. Um, and mainly, it just was very much a an album that mainstream rock listeners you know it was hyped up a lot and they kind of had that very much a persona and, and an artsy vibe that they they had around themselves at the time um so then from there uh the next year so that was released in 67 their debut then they come out with white light white heat which was a very interesting change from uh, you know, there are a number of accessible and relatively straightforward songs on their debut with Nico, and that's not really the case at all with the White Light, White Heat. Um, and of course, albums that come after this uh, this one, 
and whatnot are very different. Like their self-styled album that they released in 69 is basically like straightforward rock music. Um, so this is kind of an anomaly in their career. It took a lot of the eccentricities of their debut and really capitalized on it. The proto-punk elements are there. It's very noisy. It's very artsy and experimental. And it just, it, 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 it's, it's kind of interesting that they, you know, that they went from an album that kind of seemed not that accessible to mainstream rock audiences and just kind of doubled down. <laughs> you know, all the elements that people thought were very, you know, unaccessible and just bizarre, they, they just kind of went for it even more so. Um, and I'm interested that we are talking about this because I know that Jimmy is not the biggest Bow Underground fan. And on that note, I would like to turn it over to you, Jimmy, to hear your I, thoughts. I think it's worth saying that I, um, it's, it's not that I, okay, I, I really don't like Velvet Underground Nico. Uh, I just, I've never been able to actually get through an entire listen of that album. Uh, it just really, really bugs me. Um, it, it's, it's one of those things that it's, it, I don't think it's a necessarily bad album, like just considering its legacy, but you know, it's just really not my cup of tea, which is really sad because it's such a landmark album it is for uh, sure. and I, it's one of those like they're, they've always been one of those bands that i've like i've wanted to like but i've just never been able to mm-hmm. um and uh i, I was honestly I, I was expecting to hate this thing so much um but i i actually really enjoyed white light white heat a lot interesting um, had you heard yeah had you heard it before now or i heard the title track because uh i I was talking about how i didn't like velvet underground to a friend (laughs) and he just immediately turned on white light he's like you have not listened to this like fuck you you gotta listen to this (laughs) um and so i and i wasn't really enthused with the title track then um but you know listening to it now I, i i enjoyed it i i think part of my problem is is like you said that like you know in today's standard or even compared to like zappa and beefheart they really aren't that experimental yeah and um i i think that's sort of the thing that sort of bugs me about about it is because it's it's being propped up to be this this you know huge thing that it's really not for sure in a way and um i I, it's it's also because of its simplicity um just musical simplicity like like you know you don't like i mean at least zappa like you know at least like, like you know if you deconstruct like something like um captain beefheart's frownland there's actually a lot musically going on yeah. in it with, with with velvet underground um i really don't see the same you know level of of musical composition going on um uh, th- though i i i do think that it is there at least at least in velvet underground and nico um i don't think necessarily here mm-hmm because everything you know it's just very like you know four by four beats yeah you know uh it's, it's very like how the drummer isn't just bored by the end of it is sort of beyond me yeah um like like it almost reminds me of like a post-metal album like, like <laughs> i i I, lo- I love me some rosetta but like i feel so bad for the rosetta drummer sometimes because he's doing the same thing for 20 minutes straight yeah exactly um but yeah no i i uh i really liked i i really like this um i I, I so funny story is I, I was listening that when I got to um, Lady Godiva's operation or no no it was the gift um, and I I was like why the fuck is Lou Reed talking in a British accent 
that pretentious fucking like that's all i'm thinking the entire time and then i look i'm like oh yeah well john kale's doing lyrics john kale's doing vocals here like oh yeah okay so maybe maybe i'm not as unbiased as i thought yeah god I know I'm 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 such a jerk when it when it comes to Lou Reed. He just like he, he's one of those people that just always has always graded me. Just, oh, just we we all have those it, artists where their persona yeah. are there, and and I think you know just to add a, a quick note is the an album's context can absolutely affect what, you know your enjoyment of it with it without without question. Um, yeah, you know, which I, is which is is not fair. I I I do have to note that that is not very fair of me to do and i don't think it's fair of anybody but doesn't mean it's not true and it's it's yeah i mean it's not you know it has nothing to do with with the music but you know you can't help it you can't help that you know you've been told uh it, it's it's kind of like um with the beatles you know if you listen to my beatles episode one of the things i said is that you know having people tell me for years and years and years that this is like you know the greatest band ever and then to hear it and just like not really enjoy it as much as i uh you know <laughs> as much as well, I, I thought i would uh so it's kind of like this where you know these guys really especially underground i really like fellow underground just you know I, I love their music i really enjoy what they do but it isn't nearly i mean i think it, it was groundbreaking for the mainstream kind of like radiohead was groundbreaking for the mainstream but in terms of being truly experimental for the time there was a lot of people doing, or maybe not a lot, but there was a fair amount of people doing things more experimental at the same exact time. I I, I would say when it comes to noise rock, they 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 were pretty forward thinking. Yeah, for um, sure. They, but yeah, I I think it's just like Lou Reed always comes off to me as a musician who thinks that he's you know so amazing. Um. And like, like he came. Have you ever heard of uh, ostrich tuning? I haven't actually. So it's this, it's this guitar tuning that he invented. That um, it's all it is is just all the strings are tuned to the same note. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Which is like, like okay, I, I guess that's sort of cool, but it's like, like he just like to me, he always seems like he's he thinks he's just like this fucking genius yeah. for, for doing for doing something like that. It's I like, mean, i.e., metal yeah. machine music. You know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, he's exactly. released a lot of great albums both with Velvet Underground and without but yeah he's done some things that are very much uh you know I'm an artist you know I'm, I'm gonna make yeah. art now and it's like okay well you know good music is also fun well but that's, okay. that's the funny thing is, is it's like I think some people can actually do that I think it's, it's just the ego I think it's the ego behind it yeah not necessarily for sure. the oh, like and I know I again I, I cannot state enough that this is not something I'm particularly proud of uh, because I, I I personally like you know this is he's a musician who's just monumentally important to music in general yeah and you know I I just I, I wish I could respect him a little more um, but I just I just don't right now I, I actually there's a biography on him uh, that just came out recently that I really want to read but um but let's I should probably talk about the album right <laughs> yeah I want I want to hear it because I, I thought you would I thought there was a better chance that you would um like this one versus Valeranger and Nico but I, I didn't expect you yeah. to say you enjoyed it honestly yeah no I I, I you, you've you've said that before I remember a couple years ago when we were talking we had this conversation um yeah I I I think uh really part of what made this album for me was was 
ironically Lou Reed uh, because like like it didn't come off as like oh yeah look at me I'm so amazing like you know I, look at all my influences and everything <laughs> like oh yeah I was listening to Schoenberg before Schoenberg even knew <laughs> what like a serialism was like yeah. you know like and like but um you know I like here it's just like you know, it's because I I'm, I was reading up on it that it's sort of based on like all these sort of like improvisations that they would do live, mm-hmm. and um, I I just sort of like how it all melds together that like especially like when it comes to like um like the gift like I, I really like the gift, mm-hmm. um, but you know obviously Sister Ray where you yeah. know like like you have like it's it's very um stretched out and like you sort of just you you can hear the guitar sort of doing all this weird stuff in the background but you know somehow it works it it still melds in with the beat and the tempo of the song and um you know the the lyrics you know people talk a lot about how you know lurie's lyrics for the time were were really like you know um dark and and just groundbreaking in terms of how vivid they were and uh, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with them. I mean, you, you don't really hear, you know, it's just like I, like I referenced earlier, like, you know, that part and sister I just sucking up my ding dong. <laughs> I, I, I love that lyric. I, yeah. I got him it. But, you know, I'm really not a huge fan of like, you know, I, I just never really care much for lyrics for the most part. Um, it's the, the music itself that is more important to me. But I think, you know, I... I think that I respect lyrics a little more here because of uh, the way the music is presented and the way the whole album is presented because it's like it's more like the lyrics are the centerpiece yeah of the song rather than you know the lyrics sort of being like like ornamental fringe on on the song you know and I, I sort of like that like I think that's a really cool little thing Absolutely. and um, yeah, it's just like, like you know, I think from a rock point of view, like it's it's much more, you know, it's 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 much more. I I hate to say traditional because it's really not when you consider things, but I think, you know, when it comes to oh, you know, they're doing like a regular time signature and, you know, they there is it's, yeah, I I I just like I I think that there's there's just something that works in this a lot more than it does in uh, Velvet Underground Nico for me, but I think you know like you said it's it's very much like an anom- anomaly of the band's career mm-hmm. uh yeah I, I i don't know what else to what else to say about this uh except that i'm really glad that uh warhol was fired <laughs> yes it's <laughs> part of this thing uh again biased very biased against andy warhol yeah but um yeah <laughs> although to be fair i i think the cover for Valentine Nico is more iconic and, and better than the one for yeah. White, White Heat, but that's obviously not any bearing on the music. Yeah, I, um, I yeah, I, I would actually agree with you on that sentiment. Yeah, so. yeah, th- th- this this is a weird one because I, um, you know, this just doesn't. When you listen to a band's career, and obviously now you know, we have the you know, Violet Underground are, are you know not going to make any more albums. Uh, Lou Reed's passed, and I don't think they were going to make an album even when he was alive. So you had you know this is our our body of work. You know here you go, um, and this really is just such an odd album for their career, especially you know the album that preceded and followed it up um, with Violet Underground and Nico being a you know a bit more experimental. 
than mm-hmm. than their self-titled, but still, you know, there's some traditionalist songs, and then their self-titled being very much straightforward. Uh, this is all over the place in terms of, uh, you know, or maybe not all over the place, but this just, just really is just kind of, uh, it, it dropped any of the, I mean, like Sunday morning, which opens up Bella and Nico, was, you know, that plinking bells and, and Sunday yeah. morning. And it's like, it's it's almost like a, a slightly weirder Beatles song, honestly. Uh, and not, not, not barely even slightly weird, just pretty much, okay, this is basically, you know, a pretty standard song. And then there's some, some more experimental droning and, and weirdisms and obviously Lou Reed's vocals are, are very much, you know, interesting and unique. <laughs> depending de- depending on very how you Lou interpret, Reed. Yeah, depending on how you interpret that. And then you have this this um, this six track album, which is not a lot, obviously, but then it jumps all over the place. You know, you have songs here that are uh, one song is barely over two minutes, one song is just under three minutes. Then you have a you know an eight minute song, and then you know two songs are about five minutes, and then you have Sister Ray. Which is you know seventeen and a half minutes long. This freewheeling, you know, crazy like wheeling noise rock song, um, and yeah, this album just has such a lot of personality. Um, mm. You can definitely hear where like the proto punk elements come in, um, and the noise rock elements, and it just it's such an odd album that I feel like it would even challenge fans of their debut. You know, they're. It's it's just it's it's an odd one. I mean, it definitely is very strange. Like, I mean, because I mean, at least with you know, like Velvet Underground and Nico, the parts I've listened to, like you know, at least there are like sonic oddities to it. But this is more like they're just like fuck everybody. We're just gonna do what we want on this album. Yeah, and (laughs) like like it's it's sort of like. I, it's I wouldn't say it's like I don't know it, it, it's sort of like bashing all the piano keys and just seeing what happens yeah in a way, like uh but but they 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 sort of managed to bash them in like just the perfect way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, it's that's a great description, um, but I, I I think that um every time I listen to this I I forget just kind of uh. It makes me feel kind of, I don't know how to put it, because I do really enjoy this album. I think I prefer Brown Underground and Nico a bit more. Um, to, well, it it depends. Like, I feel like they're a weird band. Um, they're weird because the music doesn't really match their reputation in some ways. And then, you know, I've, you know, I thought this was, you know, off the walls experimental when I first heard it. But then since I've kind of, you know, delved into more experimental music, which, you know, came out at the same time or around the same time. Uh, and then, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll re-listen to Velvet Underground Nico and be like, holy shit. And then I'll listen to this and be like, eh. So, yeah, I, I think it kind of has a weird legacy uh, because it's, it really is. Now the more, I think, like, I didn't even plan to say that, but this really was the Radiohead of, of the late 60s um, where mm. I, I think that over time, my enjoyment hasn't, uh, you know, hasn't really waned necessarily, but definitely, you know, the stature I thought it once had, you know, it's just, it, it is, it isn't there as much, uh, which is kind of like, I, I don't know whether that's a good or a positive, um, but <laughs> good, yeah, it, I don't know if that's a good, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's still, 
it's still influential. I mean, I mean, whether or not it's as influential or as experimental isn't necessarily always important, but it definitely, you know, made an impact. You know, is, is that the famous quote? I forget who said it. That you know, it it don't. Velvet Underground Nico only sold so many albums, but all those people. That was, that was Brian Eno. Yeah, all those yeah. people started bands, um, and I don't think this one sold as well um, because there's really there's really no song. You know, I could see there being like, I don't know if there were singles from Velvet Underground Nico. I'm sure there was at least one, um, but in terms of like an actual single, people could latch on to. I mean, I can't think of a single one in here that's like a like a. You know, like obviously the most famous one here. Title track. I guess, yeah. Um, but you know, Sister Ray is obviously the most memorable one. You can't release a seventeen and a half minute song as a single. Um, but yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> why of, the fuck not? <laughs> yeah, why, why not? That's true. Um, but yeah, the the music is is really freewheeling. The lyrics are really bizarre. The vocal performances are are incredibly, um, you know, off the wall. Like, is that one? Uh, I think it's it's in it's either in the gift. I think it's in the gift. Is that where? Lou Reed like comes in and he's like super high in the mix, and it's just yeah, like, yeah, it's just like so uh, random. The, 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 I think that, that was Lady Godiva's operation. Yeah, I think it's that one where uh, it's that just... like yeah, they, that that John Cale does the narration for the most part, and then Lou Reed just cuts in. Yeah, and I'm like like just like yeah, what, what, <laughs> such a Lou Reed thing to do. It's like so bizarre. <laughs> uh, and like the first time I heard, it, I was like, oh, okay, I guess I guess Lou Reed's singing now. All right. Yeah, um, it sort of reminds me of uh, like I, I was listening to uh, Trap Mask Replica uh, earlier a couple days ago, and there's this one song in it that has like the worst vocals I've ever heard, and like it's just like such an anomaly. Like it just just like it's like just one track, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then it goes back <laughs> to Beefheart, and I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's it, it it's it's such a it's such a yeah it's it's such a weird album. It, it's so it's yeah like it's hard to put it into words because my my relate you know this was one of the first albums I bought on on vinyl when I started collecting vinyl several years ago, and it, it's it's still it's still a good album. Uh, I I, yeah. I I think um, you. If you are getting into you know experimental music of the day, Bella Underground is going to come out on top, and I think they do deserve a spot in that category. It's just for for me, especially after listening to Trout Mask Replica and you turning me on to a lot of Zappa albums that came out around the same time, uh, they deserve their due just as much, if not more, in terms of you know pushing forward what you know experimental music mm. could be. Um, but I think Velvet Underground definitely deserve a place. You know, they were very forthcoming oh, when it came definitely. to noise rock, proto punk. Yeah. Um, and it's weird to think this album is is fifty years old. You know, it, it's yeah. Um, and it's weird to think that this came out around. You know, we, we just re- you know talked about Aretha Franklin's Lady Soul um, before. You know, before we recorded this, and it's just that's one of the things I love about music is that in any given year, especially nowadays, there's music from all over the place, um, all over the spectrum that comes out. You know, in the same year. So maybe in you know fifty years from now. If Jimmy and I are still chatting it up, which I imagine we will be, um, we can talk about like, wow, isn't it crazy that like you know album X and album Y came out in the same year? Um, yeah, yeah, so. definitely. I I get you. I, I you know I do want to note that you know I I think that you know to hear this level of noise being produced at in 1968 is uh, really really fascinating. Yes. Uh, do, do do just because to see how just how much it's just like exponentially gone up because I mean like, but even now, like 
feedback isn't this isn't necessarily something that people like like he even even really in like still in in like modern rock yeah like it's it's not something you really think about that that comes like like you know in metal you know it's a little more popular i think in hardcore it's definitely like you know a key part of it and like you know in punk and things like that but like for the most part it's still something that's not really liked and i think you know you got to give these guys credit for even wanting to put something like this out because mm-hmm. like you know but in it's very much let like I mean noise i'm not talking about their you know what they did on this album necessarily i'm just talking about the element of noise is is like antithetical to music in a sense not to say that it can't be music but it's sort of like an anti-music yeah in that it's not um it's not something that that's immediately pleasurable to the ear uh it's very much the opposite of that most of the time and uh so it's i definitely i definitely applaud them for you know doing what they did when it came to production yeah on this album um but yeah i mean like my my thoughts still stand in velvet underground and nico and i i'm I, I definitely, I'm definitely going to, um, you know, give it another listen, maybe in a couple months from now, because <laughs> I, uh, I love, like, I, I, I never want to, you know, give up on an album, um, but, you know, I, I cannot describe the amount of bitterness, like, just the bad taste that was in my mouth, you know, when, when I listened to that album. Yeah. Or tried to, so, but that's sort of beyond the point. Um, <laughs> do you have anything uh, else? No, like, just, you know, as I was listening to it and, and, and getting ready for this call, like, it was interesting, you know, I, I thought I had, you know, my thoughts right now, and then I, I kind of started to think more about it. But at the end of the day, I, I think this is an important part of the canon of experimental, experimental music in the late 60s. Mm, definitely. Um, and it's absolutely worth a listen. I, I think if, um, if there are only two, I mean, obviously this in uh, Nico are the two albums from the, their career that people really remember. Um, obviously, Lou Reed went on to put out you know a bunch of memorable albums and, and memorable songs, um, but it, <laughs> including Lulu, including Lulu. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and this this is this is this is very much um, one of those albums that it, it did feel ahead of its time, as well as other albums at the time that were maybe a bit more forward thinking. But this is this is a great album, and, and I, I'm 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 actually glad that you ended up liking it jimmy because I, I was i was curious what you were gonna think um no i i'm i'm really glad that that you uh that we we did this one because um you know i i definitely it, it, it's a fun album like you know it, it's just like i i i just i enjoyed listening to it. i i can't say that it's like gonna be like oh favorite album of all time exactly but you know it, it's it's definitely like you know, it, it, it's fun. It's it's a good listen. I'm going to put it on, you know, again, if, you know, if I'm just looking for something, like, you know, if I'm playing Minecraft or something like that, I'm like, yeah. I don't know what to listen to. Like, <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, I, I, all the props to those guys, uh, even though I, you know, can't say I'm a huge fan of them still, uh, I still think I, I definitely I enjoyed this. So Great. Yeah. All right. Well, why, why don't you talk us out? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, th- thanks for listening. Uh, I, I, I genuinely think this is um, uh, a bit overlooked because of Velvet Underground and Nico, but it, it's it's worth a shot. And, you know, 50 years is is a long time uh, for an album to be out, and it still sounds great, you know, 50 years later. And if you haven't heard it, it's, it's worth a shot. Um, yeah. So thanks a lot for listening. You know, like, subscribe, leave a comment. Uh, we would love to... 
um, you know, we have we have a running list of, of these kind of albums we want to talk about that have, have turned, you know, important birthday this year. But if, if you have any albums that you think are, are, are worth talking about, if you have any albums that you think, uh, um, you know, deserve a shout out for, you know, being influential, you know, 10, 20, 30 years on, let us know. You know, maybe we'll talk yeah. about it if we like it. But um, yeah, we, we'd appreciate hearing you know, what you think of the albums yeah. that have kind of stood the test of time. And uh, if YouTube isn't your thing, uh, this is available on iTunes as well. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye. Torture guard.